Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Always thinks for like 30 seconds. All right. Oh, that's not great. Uh, the Brewers just gave him a home run, so we had a tie game. So, <laughs> right, that's good. Oh, that's good. Marcelo <laughs> Zuna just hit a home run and tied the game, and we took the lead. I love that we give up the lead immediately after we take it. So, like anyways, uh, we're playing the Braves. So, so it's still the bottom of the fourth. I know, but Hauser was owning them last time, and people were complaining about him. Now he's actually pitching bad. But. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Wisco Fanatics. Friday night Packer edition. We have Simon and Bryant with us. Tyler will be joining shortly. He is uh, currently playing a softball game, so hopefully he's hitting dingers like Marcelo Zuna off uh, Adrian Hauser here. <laughs> so we have our 2023 Packers stat projections on deck here. Um, on offense, we're going to do 10 guys, I believe it is. Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Jaden Reed, Amari Torre, Bryant's guy, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, and Josiah DeGuara, newly married Josiah DeGuara, by the way. Yep, saw that. And then on defense, we're going to be doing 12 guys. Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, LVN, Darnell Savage, Ja Money, Rasul Douglas, slot, we're going to combine with Stokes and Nixon because we don't really know. That one's kind of up in the air. And Enigbare. So slot might be somebody that we talk about here in a sec because this next segment, we're going to be talking about preseason players to watch. And you can name as many as you want. You can name the entire team. I don't really care. Uh, We're in a new era in Green Bay. So, Simon, I'm going to let you start. And uh, you tell me some people you're going to have your eye on. Uh. Where do you even start? I, I think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this one out there because we're all going to say it. Jordan Love is the easiest one. I think we're all going to – everyone everyone in the NFL, media, news, rival fans, doesn't matter. Everyone's going to be looking at Jordan Love uh, since he's the new QB1 in uh, Green Bay for the season. Um, yeah, on that. that note, just be prepared for Packer fans to – overreact to both good and bad things and then for you're gonna see anything that might be bad that happens even like i already seen it even with a like a preseason you know practice interception people are ripping love and then you'll have the rival fans all saying stuff so if you're a true packer fan and you're having optimistic outlook and stuff if you're prepared for all that stupidity and that white noise I, i would encourage you to block it out until the games actually matter and see what happens yeah agreed um, I guess I will start with 
the biggest unknown. I think uh, the safety position, uh, I, I guess, is Darnell Savage is set as the start one of the starting safeties. After that, I think we're kind of seeing it shape up to be Rudy Ford as the other guy, as far as what we've seen so far from train camp. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that is just a cluster of guys, and I don't know how it's going to shake out with Anthony Johnson Jr., Jonathan Owens, Tavarius Moore, uh, Dallin Levitt might play a little, play a little bit. Um, I who else we got? Yeah, <laughs> There's just a bunch of guys. Who's the guy and, from Houston that we signed? Jonathan he's, Owens. Yeah, he's I said a, it. He's, he's a oh, yeah. So I, it's interesting enough for the two, first two days. I really haven't heard much about safeties. Maybe I just missed it, but. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I really, that's a huge position to actually watch in the preseason. Cause honestly, those guys, aside from Darnell Savage, who will probably get a start right away just because of what we're paying for him. But remember we benched him last year as well, but that position is fully up in the air. Like, so those will be, I bet all the safeties will get a lot of playing time, um, this, this preseason. So the only people, person, I mean, he's a slot corner, but the only person you probably won't see get as much defensive reps because uh, they're saving him is Keyshawn Nixon. So, yeah. so I know that we're going to talk about Darnell Savage in a little bit here, and we're going to go over uh, our consensus on what we all agreed on with the stats. And I know that we shared it in the chat, so we all seen the numbers, but we're going to reveal them to the public in a little bit here. But I'm wondering do you guys think like what would he have to do to earn another contract in Green Bay? Either oh, one he would. Well, if you if you've watched the safety market, it has not been strong. I mean, like someone like Buda Baker was struggling to get some money this offseason. Yeah. If I remember a few years ago, it was he like was when uh, when Hyde was. Yeah. Um, I don't. Know I like how you said Hyde, and then you hide. Yeah, I don't know what happened to my camera. <laughs> <laughs> there we go okay okay there we go anyways the the safety market is crazy right like a few years ago i remember there was a bunch of like really good safeties still on the market and they were trying to get contracts for like five seven million a year or whatever so he would have to play out of his mind for us not to at least let him hit the free agent market i think otherwise unless he played decent enough to where we just agreed to like hey this is going to be a very you know, incentive. We can't do another Nick Perry, right? Where we, okay, one good year and we're going to give you 50 million. Uh, we won't do that with Arnell Savage. I think no. he would have to play out of his mind and then we'd let him hit the market and see if someone else wants to overpay him or we'd give him a, like a three year, you know, like 25 million, like with a bunch of incentives or something like that or not a, as much guaranteed. I could see something like that. So I, I would, I would say we'd have to see like 2020 Darnell Savage because yeah. I think, uh, so that was his second year in the league, and he he played some pretty good ball, and that's why everyone was excited because like his, he had like a solid, decent, solid rookie year, and then he had a re- he had a pretty pretty good sophomore year, and then it was just like downhill after that. And last year, obviously, him getting benched was like, and that was like the weird thing was that with them giving him his fifth year option after twenty twenty one, everyone was kind of like, what the hell. And I guess that we were kind of hoping that he would go back to the 2020 Darnell Savage, but that hasn't really been the case. So I, I would say him getting back to that form would earn him another contract, but it would we be need, interesting yeah. to see how it would be, uh, how that contract would be with his uh, prior two years. We need him flying up to the line of scrimmage and making tackles at the line of scrimmage against running backs. We need him helping with, you know, a deep, deep coverage. We can't have it. He's too fast to be getting beat deep. Like, cause I, 
he's trusting his speed maybe a little too much and needs to get better with his eyes. So aside from safeties, I'm really looking I'm really wanting to watch Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt too. Um mm-hmm. because Wyatt, I think, is going to take a huge step this year. I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. Um, I, I have a feeling a he's going to play some pretty good ball. Um, and then Quay Walker, it sounds like, you know, he's already looked decent in camp. He's been, you, know, you don't hear a lot coming out from them until the pack comes on, but he's, you know, had been in plays, some packs, breakups. I think they said he would have had a tackle behind the line of scrimmage, you know, and the very few minimum plays they've already played. So, those two for the second year players, I'm really interested in watching for sure. Obviously, we're going to be very interested in Dobbs and very interested in Watson, but we kind of already know what their their projections are, what they're they're you know they're ascending. I kind of want to see if Quay and Wyatt can, you know, our two first round draft picks can really kind of start to ascend as well. So I'll just name a few people off Tyler's list, and you guys can give me your opinions on him. Um, I'm going to start with one that I loved um lvn obviously i was like all on board since day one i saw i saw this guy his nickname was hercules one of my favorite movies as a kid we just watched it at dinner time actually great movie and <laughs> this kid has massive hands massive speed massive raw power and he's just getting coached up right now and he's going to learn from Rashawn gary and preston smith and, and guys like kenny clark so i think he's going to have a tremendous rookie year i'm not saying he's going to win you know rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year but I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibilities, in my opinion. That would be I huge. I don't, I don't, I don't have him there because – so Green Bay is going to – even if he's a better player, they're still going to give Preston Smith the snaps. They're still going to give Ambaria right. snaps. Rashawn Gary, of course, is going to get his snaps. So unless they're like, okay, this dude is just too good to like not have on the field, I'm sorry, Preston Smith. We love everything that you've done because Preston Smith has been an amazing, consistent player for us over the years. Probably mm-hmm. a great locker room leader and stuff like that. So they're mm-hmm. not going to want to really take him off the field. But if he can get the snaps and he can show that he can have that much of an impact, sure. But I don't think he's going to get the snaps that he would need to win something like that. But, you know, if we can see four sacks, three sacks, something like that, I know that's on the low end. And people are like, oh, that's your first-round rookie. But if we can get something like that and we can show that, okay, because then Preston Smith's probably out the door, kind of like Rashawn Gary's first year or that's two. You know I what I mean? Say. So I think he's going to get treated like that. I think um, – I think they're going to try to get an Ikbari in there. And um, I, I did do a 53-man roster projection, and I left Justin Hollins off. But I don't know. That back end of that uh, outside linebacker or edge rush room is going to be it's going to be a tough battle. But yeah, yeah. they let Garvin go today. Which, yeah, fun. On his yeah, birthday. I mean, <laughs> People are freaking well, out. Like, yeah. I don't care because that guy – how like not showing up to OTAs ever like yeah. he's not like he had a solid roster spot last two or three years he doesn't show up he just right. didn't seem like he cared I know they put him on the interior defensive line we're trying them him there the last couple of days like it is what it is I feel like they gave him a lot of opportunities to make a contract and make a name for himself and he just didn't fully uh commit yeah, listen the so... guy is going to get another NFL job like at the end of the day he'll get another opportunity they're doing camp right now Teams that are really, really thin at edge rusher, they're going to give him a, a shot because he was on an NFL roster for a few years. Yeah. So yeah. people feeling bad for him. I, yeah, I, he, can go, he can go cry in his Ferrari. He'll be okay. Yeah. So final <laughs> thought on LBN, he didn't start in Iowa, so he's not going to start for the Packers. Oh, boy. You. <laughs> oh, boy. Dude, well, if he comes out and rips off like three sacks in preseason, we're probably gonna be like, okay, we need to be. He's gonna be getting. It, it, it will be interesting to see how that rotation goes at the start of the yeah. season if Rashawn Gary starts yeah. off on the pup. 
That's a big um, key too. But, is if he doesn't start. Yeah, between him and Stokes, though, it, it seems like there's some excitement that they come could come back earlier. But we all know that Green Bay likes to play that stuff safe. So yeah. seeing Gary on the pup to start the year wouldn't surprise me. Especially for a player they're about to give a huge contract to, and then in Stokes, a player that you know was a first round draft pick two years ago that they yeah. probably were like, okay, let's just. I know you're ready, but let's just give it six more weeks of you know, practice or whatever, or four. Yeah, I think uh, kind of transitioning to that, I think his role would be very interesting because Rasul, uh, Rasul's an outside corner. Like yes. they start, yes. they tried to stick him in the slot last year and it didn't, he got destroyed. Yes, he he, did. So once they put him back outside, he started playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. So once Stokes come back, it'll see, it'll be interesting to see how they utilize him. Yeah, and it sounds like Rasul's already – He's, I mean, obviously he's getting a lot of targets, a lot of plays. It sounds like he's been playing pretty well already the first couple of days. Him and, and Jaws has been playing out of his mind. I've seen he back was back on the field today. So, um, obviously we're very excited about – I'm very interested to see how we utilize Tucker Craft and Musgrave and see how many – I doubt that Matt LaFleur is going to show too much in the preseason, but I'm really interested in, in our um, two tight end sets and what kind of plays and schemes we're running with them too. You're jumping ahead of me. You're jumping ahead of me. You're jumping. No, it's fine. It's fine. I just, I love the, I love the just the football talk nature of this conversation. It's, it's going good. Real quick, we're gonna go to a question here, or well, a statement, I should say. Samuel D. Gomez said, "I call playoffs already. We at least a top seven defense, and I trust Jordan Love." That is pretty bullish. That's, I mean, if our defense can play like everyone's like, well, we didn't play much competition last six our four games or six games that the defense played well, it was worse weather and stuff like that. If they can, if they come out and don't start going right back to the crap where they're playing seven, eight yards off every play, if they're playing press and playing what our corners are built to do and our pass rush is getting home, even if Rashawn, that's where we really fell off too, is when Rashawn Gary got hurt, we could not rush the passer. So if we can't rush the passer and help our cornerbacks out, we're not going to be that, you know, we won't be as good, but hopefully with that rotation of LVN now, sounds like Justin Holland's going to lost that. I'm really excited about Angbari. I think he could have six, seven sacks this year. And then, um, oh. like, so. Oh, with, I don't think that's bullish. So, seven sacks? He's a backup. Yeah. For Angbari? He's a backup. Okay, if, if Rashawn does not come back the first four weeks, I could absolutely see it because I think he's going to rotate in quite frequently. Even with Preston, I think Preston's going to kind of be a rotational guy in there too. I mean, look, I'll, uh, like I'll tell you this. Time. My projections, I'll say this This is the only projection I'll jump ahead on. I put Ngbari down for five sacks. I put four. I put four and a half. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like – It's back, like, it's back yeah. up numbers. But here's the, th- here's the thing about Preston numbers, the, the, the thing I'm going to say about Preston Smith, he's not coming off the field on early downs because he's a great run defender. Yeah. So – if Rashawn Gary is healthy, and I understand that's a big if, but if you look at it like we talk all the time about Giannis's work ethic, Tyler and I do, and that's the one thing that we love the most about him is his work ethic, and he always is trying to get better. That's how I feel about Rashawn Gary. The guy just never stops. Even in the in the video where they were showing up to camp the other day, the yeah, thing that, that he said that he did during the summer was the work that he put in, right? So I trust him to be on the field soon. Um, hearing Matt LaFleur and Goot talk and talking about, you know, they trust him to get back on the field and we'll see how it goes. Yes, I know Green Bay always kind of plays it safe with with those kind of things, like you said about Stokes. 
Um, but Rashawn Gary is a different animal. Some guys are just different, yeah. right? They might have trouble holding him off the field. Like he, like yeah. he probably, if he's a hundred percent, he's not going to let them. Um, Adam, I would have to disagree with uh, you because we haven't seen anything to prove that. And you're talking think? about Preston Smith, who's had what, like fifty something career sacks. I, I don't understand the Preston Smith like disrespect. Like he's not the flashiest guy. He's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. But you know what? At the end of the day, he gets the goddamn job done. And he sets a I mean, damn good edge in the rugby. Preston, Preston has 64 sacks. Career sacks. sacks. That's I, I missed what he said. What did Adam say? He say said that LVN's better than Preston Smith already. Ooh, that's bold. I, I don't I don't think I agree with that. I, I think it's too soon to say. I, I will say that I think LVN has a higher ceiling than what Preston Smith had. Oh, 100% agree and it, with it that. He's he's multi-positional for one. He could put his uh-huh. hand on the ground and he could stand up and and in his in his four years with the Packers, Preston Smith has thirty three and a half sacks. Yeah. I bet you anything, if we looked in the last four years, that's probably the most of any Packer. Oh, I guarantee it is. So, yeah. yeah so I mean, like, Preston ain't a slouch. No. So, it's, I, uh, I I do think that he's getting and and this is one of the reasons why I think they drafted. LVN too is he's getting he's getting closer to the you know that yeah like 30 right 30 is like when you start seeing players like start slowing down a little bit especially at you know the outside linebacker position and so Green Bay is trying to set themselves up for the future so I I I love the idea of the rotation that we can yeah I do do too I, I think if everyone stays healthy this year and Gary comes back with no hitches in his get up or whatever however you want to say it Mm-hmm. Sounded very Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to give uh, me some more Alaska. Hitches yeah, in his get up. <laughs> you know, I don't think Alaska's that with much. No, with no mooses in his road. <laughs> um, if if Gary comes back without error, I, I love I love our rotation of pass rushers. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't know how this really fits into our conversation or whatever, but I've, <laughs> I've read a lot of how <laughs> – the, the Packers really messed up last year on first and second down because they like they were one of the best third down defenses in the league last year. The problem yeah. is we were one of the f- worst first and second down defenses in the league. So we were a lot. We allowed five yards per carry. So yeah, I think I think I'm going to be more like I love our pass rush uh, rotation, but we have to get them to those second and third and longs. For yeah. that, uh, for it to be effective, and I, I feel like that's where a lot of our effectivity went down the drain last year, is because the the defense couldn't be couldn't predict what the offense was going to do based Catalan. on down a distance. I'll tell you the two reasons for that. I'll tell you the two reasons we sucked on first down, first and second down. One, R- Campbell took a big step back. Two, the guy mm-hmm. next to him was a rookie. Yep. Quay Walker obviously had. He he showed the ability, you know. He he showed flashes last year where I was like, "All right, this was a good pick." Um, obviously, he had some head scratcher decision making. Sure. Whatever it is, what it is, you grow up. I made bad decisions when I was young too. Yep. I'm not going to hold him accountable for that. Um, he has to get better at getting off blocks. That's the thing that I'm going to get to. Once he gets better at that, the guy is going to be a stud because he's absolutely not afraid to rip your fucking he face can, off. Which he can fly sideline to sideline, and then that's why I'm really excited to see Clark and. 
wide together because those are just yeah. two huge bodies that it's really hard to move. Trying to rush in between those two is going to be a nightmare for anybody. Um, and then it sounds like Slayton's had you know a strong start to the camp too, so I'm pretty excited about that defensive line. It's like, yeah, it's, so, uh, oh, go ahead. It looks to be a strength. Sorry, it looks to be it, it kind of looks to be a strength with with some depth. And Adam is talking about Madden here. He says as we should go off Madden ratings. Preston Smith has a 76 rating. I could I care less about Madden ratings. Literally, could not care less. So. Madden, Madden, Madden ratings are always like you can argue, you can make a I bet you could find 20 players in about five minutes that had less sacks than Preston Smith that Madden last year that Madden says is better than him. Yeah, because they have highlight reels. They're you, they're YouTube pass rushers. Preston Smith is an NFL pass rusher. YouTube quarterback. <laughs> um, so Tyler actually has an interesting player on his list, and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. And it's Tariq Carpenter. They're playing him at. Did they move him to linebacker? They right? moved him uh, in the linebacker room. I, I think it's interesting. I don't even. I I thought based on. I think he's going to be a, a cut candidate. Like I don't think he's a guarantee to make the roster. At, at I don't all. think so either. A lot but of time when you see a position move, that that's the case. Like if they can't grasp it, then they're gone. Um, it will be interesting. I want for watching for since we're watching talking about preseason players to watch. Absolutely, because it's going to be interesting to see how they like put him on the field and employ him. Um, because we'll see if he's playing that. What's that like a uh, hybrid safety role yeah, or what what he's doing? Yep, yeah, that's a good one. I will say it is a little bit of a head scratching move because I believe that Campbell and Walker together are one, two of the best yeah. like pass coverage duo linebackers. So moving yeah. a safety down there to kind of help with that situation just doesn't make sense to me. I believe Quake can take a, a step up and yeah. really uh, become an elite player this year. He could become a household name. He has that that talent. I don't know if you guys yeah. agree with that or not. Well, they could they could maybe they're not going to take Campbell and Walker out the field, right? Then maybe they're going to play Tariq Carpenter up closer to the line of scrimmage on early downs. And make people beat us deep against our cornerbacks. You never know. I mean, that could be an option. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the sky's the limit for this defense. We've been talking about it for how many years? We got eight first round picks now on defense. There's absolutely zero excuses outside of like Brian said earlier, us just running the dumbest scheme possible for the first couple of weeks. Allow the corners to just go nuts, be physical. That's when they're the best. Right? That, That's you literally get what John Rosu will want to do. You, you you give them a little bit of an edge at that point, right? And that yeah. that's what football is all about, creating an edge and creating an attitude. Um, so I think that's something to definitely look forward to. A lot of, a lot of wide receivers are all about rhythm and speed and being getting out of their breaks. If you disrupt that, they struggle. That's offense, really. Offense yeah. is really about rhythm and stuff, right? So let's switch over to the offensive side of the ball. So Tyler has Jordan Love. We're all going to be watching yeah. Jordan Love. I'm pretty sure every NFL fan is going to be watching yeah. Jordan Love after having 31 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, correct? After that, he also has Samari Torre uh, and Jaden Reed on his list. So That's going to be my two right there, too, because I really um, want – I'm interested in to see, you know, there's been a lot of high talk around Samari Torre, but we'll see um, because I guess, you know, Reed is starting to settle in, too. Had a touchdown, a little touchdown catch from Love yesterday against Campbell, uh, actually. Uh -huh. um, so – We'll see. I think those two are going to split snaps pretty evenly, but I'm telling you right now, both of them can fly, so it's going to be fun to watch them play. 
so one guy that I have on my list, and I want to applaud my man Simon. Because, Simon, you were the first one that brought his name up. And you, well, not the first one to bring his name up. You were the first one to be excited on this panel, at least. And it's Zach Tom. And I'm really excited to see if they are going to just make him a right tackle. Like, boom, this is your spot. You and Runyon are going to hold down this right side. Or if they're going to, you know, mentor him up to take over the left tackle spot and kind of push Bakhtiari out after this year because the cap hit, right? He's, he has a, like a what a thirty one million dollar cap hit next no, year. It's like a forty some million. Four, yeah. It's forty. It's, it's oh yeah, because his cap is yeah. disgusting next year. All the movement of the money and then the dollars go up yeah. and it's math. <laughs> yeah, he's he. I'm, I'd be pretty unless he's willing. If, unless Jordan shows something and he's like, okay, I can get over the fact that Aaron's not here and he's not trying to go play in New York with Aaron. Um, right. If we can show something that we're going to be competitive, then I think he restructures. If not, I think he forces his way out next year. Yeah, it's it's forty point four million next year. That is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'll be cheering for Bakhtiari. Um, love that guy. Have stuck up stuck up for him the last couple yeah. of years. I feel like Bakhtiari has now taken the role since Christian Yelich is back. If you haven't heard, I think he's taken that Christian Yelich role where we have to go to battle for him every time that people talk about the Packers. And it's just ridiculous for a guy who's been a, an all pro and one of the best at his position, like point blank period. Yeah. Um, so Zach Tom sounds like he's getting a lot of reps and starts at the, like with the starting unit at right tackle. And it's been more of Yash over at left and relieving Bakhtiari. And that's probably by design because Bakhtiari is not going to practice as much. So I will be interested to see if they're going to put anyone, give if they're gonna, there's anyone that they're going to, be given some snaps at center. Like maybe they're trying to put Sean Ryan there. Maybe someone else that, you know, doesn't have a real defined role that might be able to push Myers. They can mm -hmm. get in there. Like another person I know we only got to see like a one preseason game, but he played damn well was Rashid Walker. Like I want to see what he did this off season, if he's ready to roll, you know? Yeah. So offensive line is usually Simon's forte. He usually just covers all offensive lines. So Simon, you have anybody specific on your list on the offensive line that you're looking at? So I, I do, uh, I, I, like you guys, I'm, I'm going to be watching Yash and Zach Tom. I'm, I'm kind of interested in, you, you know, we got those, we got like some mammoth guys at tackle that I think are going to be interesting. Like Caleb Jones, Nope. Is disgustingly huge. He's like six seven three seventy. Luke Tenuta is like a big too. dude. And then we got we got highlight reel Humper, Rashid Walker, <laughs> that we drafted last year in the seventh round. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how those those three pan out. And I, I a lot of people is that our Caleb Jones did he he had a hell of a preseason last year. So I'm hoping he can build on that yeah. and maybe we can, you know, start grooming him for left tackle if David Bakhtiari decides that he wants to part ways or the Packers cannot make it work financially. Yeah. Before we, I, I, this is a player I, I should have thrown out that I kind of want to watch too, because I think it's really cool. But um, that Kenneth Odom Mwegu, yeah. Um, that international player that's just yeah. a man, like 6'6, 259 pounds, you know, probably a little thin, but that's probably about what Clay Walker was talking uh, excuse, uh, not Clay, uh, Clay Matthews. Uh, so we'll be, we'll see, you know, that, that'll be fun to see if he can make some splashes in the, um, preseason. I, I think that's three. I don't remember how much he weighed, but he was only six, three. Yeah. Really? So he was probably about the same. So this guy's a little bit of a tweener, but he, I mean, 
We'll see how fast he is. So the cool thing six is a big dude about the international pathway program is like if the Packers decide they like him, they can use him as like an extra practice squad spot. Yep. So that's just another player to play around with the scout team. So he'll be like more or less. Spot. Yeah. yeah. So he'll be wow. like 60, uh, you know, 63rd hey. player or whatever. So if the Packers like him enough to keep him, they can. I mean, they still have to pay him like practice squad money, but he doesn't essentially take up a roster spot. spot for us. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a cool program. Yeah, that and is. Uh, that's he's, a, he's, a rug, he's a rugby guy, too. So he's not afraid to hit. Love yeah. that. Um, not afraid to stick his nose in there either. Uh, that's a football term for you. I have to get in football mode. I've been in baseball mode for, for months now. So Come I'm trying up. to clean the cobwebs oh, off. Somewhere that'll do it to you. I mean, we got, I think we got four, four or five more days. I don't remember the count. Four or five more days until Wisconsin Badgers start camp. Nice. Um, they, they, their first game is September 2nd, day before my birthday, so Labor Day weekend. So that's that's coming up faster than we think. Uh, first preseason game for the Packers is in two weeks from today. We have a yeah. game in, like, the, the Jets and who play in six days. Yeah. So I'll, say it's a week from, yeah. I'll say our first yeah. preseason game is, what, a week from tomorrow? Two. Two weeks. Or family, family night is family night. Yeah, yep, family yeah. night is a week. Your birthday is September 3rd? Yep. That's my dad's birthday, too. Is it? That's also yeah. Mason Crosby's birthday. The yeah, GOAT, nice. maybe. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for him, too. Daniel Carlson. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Anders. even bring him up. Anders. 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 But Anders. His brother, Daniel's the older uh, brother. Hopefully he plays like Daniel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. Yeah. That's that's what I was doing the whole time. I was just testing you. I love how much crap you guys were giving me about wanting to draft a kicker, and we drafted one. It made me so happy. I didn't give you crap about that. <laughs> I didn't give you crap either. Uh, one of you guys, oh, I didn't Tyler want one super early. Like you were, you were like, wanted to draft the dude from Michigan round. in like the fourth or fifth round. And where did he go? He went in like the third round of San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, but that's not something. Doesn't you doesn't make it. Like I'm not. Pick. I was saying in the fifth round. Okay. Listen, listen. Just because it I happened, think like the GMs, doesn't mean that it was correct. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, you know, at the end we had 13 picks, so it was yeah. yeah. So real quick before we move on and uh, welcome mm-hmm. our our other gracious hosts back. Welcome, Tyler. I want to talk about the rookie tight ends because I believe that Luke Musgrave is going to play a bigger role and not immediately. I think he's going to be like, kind of like a Christian Watson where he comes on late in the season, but I really believe that he's going to be massive in the early downs of things, little out routes, just, you know, little, little five, five yard hitches. Like I believe that he's going to help us stay ahead of the chains. Another football term. I'm just trying to throw them out there. So I clean off the cobwebs. <laughs> um, I really believe that Musgrave is going to be massive. And I, I think this is why Tyler had an idea about, you know, maybe adjusting some stats because I have na- a nasty target. Dude, number on him. There's some different ones for why I have reasons, but, when we I get have into the stat projections in a minute here. Uh, I have some highlighted for for some guys who have I some higher really numbers, so we can talk about him. I just think he's going to be close to the chains. I mean, you watch his highlight reel, right? The first like six passes he catches are little eight yard outs. Jordan Love's going to keep that alive all day. The good thing about him too is he has the speed to take that little five to eight yard out or seven yep. yard eight and take it, make it a twenty five yard gain. You know what I mean? So, okay, and also real quick. The Packers social media team got ranked 32nd. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not talking about the Garvin thing. Don't care. Whatever. Um, 
I'm going to talk about how they made a corny joke about Tucker Craft, and I did not think it was funny, and please become funny. They said Tucker working on his craft. Her, her, her. That's not funny. Okay? <laughs> oh my God, that's really funny. No, that's not funny. They need that's to like take notes, from the, to take notes from the Brewers social media team because they're actually so... hilarious. <laughs> I, I think that's funny. I don't care what you say. You think that's funny? <laughs> yeah, oh. I do. I love because it's so dumb, right? <laughs> I was like, come on. That, that, that's, I, I was looking at my phone at work and I was like, that's, that's funny, but that's why it's funny, though. Yeah, it's like. They're not. They're intentionally trying to be funny by not being funny. People ranking our social media team that I guess like Wes and and them don't aren't on the social media team. They're on the media team, but our, I guess I thought our. I think our social media team puts out good content. And I guess that. I think because it's not like new age media where it's flashy and uh, and like you know TikTok generation and mm-hmm. stuff is what makes it it, it boring. Which I'm fine with. I, I hate the. Well, I'm a fucking boomer when it comes. It doesn't fit day, right? <laughs> like we, our uniforms we never update. We always stay classic with the uniforms. We always stay classic with our approach to football operations. I love that. I, don't know. I love. Yeah, that. I, I appreciate the history of it too, but. I do think that, you know, being little old Green Bay, we could use a little bit more. Flight. Do you know whose media team was number one? Yeah, it was the Bills, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. How many Super Bowls they win? What what does that have to do with Super Bowl? I'm just kidding. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. John Delray put it well when he said on Twitter. He said, Everything. Um, "When the Packers don't have a 25 year waiting list for season tickets, then I'll be worried about social media." Yeah, it's a good point. That is a good point. Um, did you guys talk about defense preseason players to watch? Because there was. Yeah. Yeah, we started with defense. Okay. Yeah, I want to make sure somebody got Antonio Johnson out there. Oh, yeah. We, the safeties as a whole. we literally named, like, every single player on the roster at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. All That's right. Awesome. You guys do yeah. some stat projections? Oh, we, did. we missed one. RB3, man. Who's going to be the RB3? Nobody <laughs> talks about that. No, it's not. He ran by draft. By the, okay. by the draft, no, by the draft no, position, he might him. We'll see. I don't think it's gonna be him. You know who it's gonna be? Oh, Cutum Taylor. That's who it's gonna be. Watch. It's gonna be Patrick. I Taylor. think it's gonna be Nixon. I think it's gonna be Nixon. Nixon will be Nixon? the slot. Goodson. Yes. Wait, what? What are you? What are you saying? You talking, talking uh, cornerback three? No, RB. No, running back. back. Oh God, I thought you said CB three. Running no. back three. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that is that yeah, would be a good one to watch in the preseason. That's, yeah, that's, on top on the top of my head, I'd probably say Goodson. Um, I would have said Taylor if it was last year because that guy just always ended up on the damn practice squad. But he's yeah, back. Baby. I don't know. I think it'd be back. Lou Nichols just because I would say uh, Lou, Lou Nichols, Nichols loves, nice. loves yeah, his or practice. what? I, I think the Packers are going to only hold two running backs. Really? Possible. They did it last year. They did it last year at the their initial cuts. They did two yep. running backs, and then they're gonna stick uh, another player somewhere else. They'll put Taylor Goodson and Nichols all in the in the practice squad, and they can call them out whenever. Yep. Adam said number seventeen, the new quarterback. That's uh, what is that, Alex? Magoo. I don't know how to say his last name. It's Magoo. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Magoo. Yeah, it's Magoo. That's a that's great. A, last name. That is a great last name. All these people saying, "Oh, 
you know, Alex, I th- people were saying that he should be in competition with Jordan Love. I'm telling you, oh, like, he's not even – He's in competition with Danny Elliott for a third quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Like in my opinion. I agree. I agree. All right. He also he yeah, also got, do some, got uh, Fabian Wicks uh concussed by throwing a terrible ball in the middle of the field. So Yeah. Yes. I am ready. Ready to do some stat projections? Let's do it. I am ready. All right. So Everybody that is on here is has sent me their stats, so I know everybody's, and I also have the consensus. So everybody, everybody on the show knows the consensus numbers, but I have all the individual numbers. So we're gonna go through player by player. I'll say the consensus um, stat that we have, and then um, when we have some outlier type numbers, I will call on that person to explain why they have that projection super high or super low we'll have a little discussion and then we'll move on so number one starting with quarterback most important position in football jordan love so we have a consensus 499 pass attempts for jordan love just shy of 500 now i'm the only one who was under 500 so starting off with me being on an outlier and consensus because everybody else thinks he's going to throw the ball 100 to 150 times more than i do I I have Jordan Love at 400 pass attempts. Holy, Holy Moses, shit. that's low. Jake has him at 520, Bryant at 525, and Simon at 550. Now, Dang it, Simon, he's slinging that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm yeah. just gonna say this. As now. soon as you said 150, I knew it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I I have Jordan Love throwing a small amount of pass attempts, and it's gonna show in my my projections for the running backs that I have them making more carries. It's also going to show that I have, and we get into Jordan Love carries as well. But I really, really think that this season from Jordan Love, we're going to get a season that is very, very comparable to Jalen Hurts' second season. So that would be his 2021 season. So I looked at it, and actually a lot of my numbers are really close to where Jalen Hurts was in his second season. Um, So that's kind of where I'm looking at for Jordan Love's development for this year. Um, and then I do just think that the Packers having a good offensive line, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, potentially a lower scoring offense, that they're going to want to chew a little bit more clock and run the ball more. So that's why I have Jordan Love on lower pass attempts. So we have a consensus 321 completions uh, on 499 passes. We have a consensus 3,664 yards. I think that's totally reasonable. How much did yours bring me R3's average down on that? Because I was at 3,900 yards. Um, okay, so I had him just, I had him right around 3,200. Jake had him around 3,800. Yeah. And Simon, despite having the most attempts and completions, had him at 3,700. Okay. So I so brought it down about 200 around where everybody else was. Okay. Maybe three. Um, so. Yards per attempt, this brings us to yards per completion, is at 11.4 yards. I think that is completely reasonable for next year, or for this year, I should say. We have him at 27 touchdowns. Um, Jake, Simon, and myself all had him at 27. Brian had him at 26. Nail mad. Love it. Uh, 12 interceptions. Jake and I had him at 11. Brian at 12. Simon at 13. So we got him at 12 consensus interceptions. Okay. Rushes. This is where this gets interesting. Because 
There is a 69 carry difference between the high and the low. <laughs> not planned out, but that's what? it. That's so I have him the most at 100 carries. Holy shit. Bryant has him at 85, Simon at 51, Jake at 31. So, Jake, I'm going to kick it to you. Is there a reason you think Jordan Love may not no, run? No, hold on. Number? Kick it to yourself. 100 carries? I told yeah. you. It's, I have him very similar That's to, to where Jalen Hurts was his second year. So, the reason he's not a running quarterback, he's a – He's a he's a I would say average mobile quarterback. He can he can escape the pocket, but we're not going to be running design runs for him. We're not going to be running. You know, he's either going to hand the ball off or throw the damn thing. The only time he's going to run the ball is like when he's getting chased and he scats out for two yards. He may have a couple ten yard runs this year, but even look at his college stats. He didn't run the ball that much. I just I don't see him as a rushing quarterback. Hold on. I think you're. I think you're really underestimating his athleticism. I think so too. I don't think I am so, because there's quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, and Lamar Jackson who are. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. Those guys are all rushing he, the ball damn near 200. Times. I'm not saying he's him, right? I'm not, or any of them really. But yeah. I, I, I feel like Jordan Love's athleticism is about like young Rodgers, and that's why I put him in the 50s. So if you go back and look at Rodgers' early career. He ran 50 to 60 attempts every year for the first uh, eight, nine years of his career. So I, I could see him taking about 50-some attempts-ish. I don't know. Your number said 85. No, I didn't put 85. Brian had oh, 85. I was 85. So I had 51. Yep, Brian okay. had 85. Okay, okay. Maybe I, I guess. I guess one of the other things that came to my mind when I had this number in mind was him rolling out – looking for progressions, not seeing anything, and just taking what the defense gives him. If the defense is going to dare him to run, to take you know five or six yards instead of trying to chuck the ball downfield, I'm fine with him taking those five, six yards. That's fine. I respect that. Jake, if I asked you how many carries you thought Aaron Rodgers had last year, what would you, what would you say? Off the top of my head? Yeah. I'll say 64. No, sixty-four. You thought no, he had thirty-four, and he's not nearly as at this point. He's not as athletic as Jordan Love, so that's why I put Jordan Love higher. I mean, eighty-five is a little high, but I do think well, they're going to probably have some end rounds for him I, I think and like so, some bootleg too. runs and stuff for him. The reason I said higher for Rodgers is because he is quicker at making those decisions when he has to put the ball down and run. Okay. Where Jordan Love's going to be a second and a half behind, and he might have to just eat some sacks, and we're going to be pissed off about that. But it is what it is. Hold on to those, Adam. We got all those guys coming. So the consensus, what we come down to is 67 rushes, which I think is fair. I should have went higher. We could have, we could have had two. Yeah, but just a little bit. Um, so we have it for 310 yards and three rushing touchdowns. Honestly, that's our goal the whole time. See how many times we can sneak 69. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have fudged my numbers so we could have had that in here more. <laughs> Okay, so the yards per carry that we have on Jordan Love's rushes is 4.6. Um, you figure in, they'll, they'll count, you know, quarterback sneaks at the goal line if they run them or kneeling at the end of games, like stuff like that mm -hmm. does end up counting. But um, I think that'll be interesting to see if they're, uh, if they would run because Rodgers didn't really do that a ton. I can only well, think of that. Jordan Love's bigger though, so he's, maybe yeah, they will, he's, but he's not, he's not, uh, bulky. 
I was going to say. I don't know. I was going to make a joke off of something. You just <laughs> clean it up over there, Alaska. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the first running back, Aaron Jones. So we have Aaron Jones at a consensus, 235 carries. We are all much closer on this. So Simon has him at 215, Jake at 233, Brian to 240, me at 250. This is where, like I said, um, I have I have more rushes predicted because I think the Packers are going to run the ball more than they throw it. So yards, we have them at 1162. That puts them at a 4.9 yards per carry. I think that's totally reasonable yep. for seven touchdowns. And then receiving, we have them at 57 consensus receptions on 72 targets. I think that's also fair. I have them the highest at 65 targets. I said last year I thought he was going to get 80. I was waiting for the Aaron Jones-Alvin Kamara season. But this year I have him at 65 receptions for 80 targets. Um, I was really, really hoping he was going to get to that 80 reception number last year. He got to 65, um, and that's where I have him predicted this year. Uh, Steve, if Jordan Love throws 19 interceptions, so be it. Listen, Steve, that's how many interceptions Fields will have, too, if he actually threw the fucking ball, but he just decides to tuck that bitch and run. <laughs> He's not going to throw 19 interceptions. So then Sorry, we, have, Steve, um, we have Aaron Jones at – we have Aaron Jones at a consensus 365 receiving yards, and this is where Jake is dragging down the average. Yeah. So I have him at 444 receiving yards, Simon at 426, Bryant at 410. Jake only has him for 180 receiving yards. Yeah. Care to explain think, yourself? Sir? I will. I will explain myself. I think that they're going to use him more as a, as a running back this year, and I think that the reason they drafted the tight ends is to take away some of that unnecessary hits from Aaron Jones. Um, also, they meant they they drafted a legit slot wide receiver. No disrespect to Randall Cobb, you were great early in your career. You were had your moments the last couple seasons, but you Randall were Cobb again. <laughs> but they drafted legit people who can take the pounding, where then they can just hand the ball off a couple extra times to Aaron Jones. Settle down, settle down. <laughs> um, that's just how they talk in football. Okay, just get over it. They say weird hey, stuff. Steve, uh, uh, jump into my DMs, and I bet you, I'll, I'll, we can make a bet that not talking fantasy football. Whether I'm telling you right now, Jordan Love's gonna have a better season than Justin Fields. It's gonna happen, and you guys yeah, are all gonna cry and whine. Steve is an honest man. He'll live up. He'll live up to his bets too. So I'll vouch for you, Steve. All righty, and then we have Aaron Jones at three and a half. Receiving touchdowns, it's um, Simon and Jake have him at four. Bryant and I have him at three, so I just put three and a half. Um, on to A.J. Dillon. Carries, there is a big difference on carries here. I have him at 215. Again, I'm higher because I think the Packers are going to run the ball more. Simon at 199. Bryant at 175. And Jake at 158. So you think A.J. Dillon is going to be um, – AJ Dillon is going to be a little bit uh, fewer carries. I think uh, all those carries that I took away from Dillon. Went- the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. 
To participate, simply fill up an Orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The Jones, and that's just, I, I don't really have an explanation for it. That's just how I feel. Dylan will be, again, late in the season where he'll he'll start ramping it up. Dylan has gotten worse yards per average every year. Yeah, so that's why so. I had him at 175 and only 735 yards. Because I'm telling you, if like Lou Nichols or someone comes out and shows a lot, AJ Dillon might. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love AJ Dillon when he does for the team, but uh, he's kind of taken a s- small step back every year. We've had a high expectations for him, so hopefully, hopefully, in a contract year, he turns around and he really is. You know, he's got a family to pay for now and everything. So maybe he's a good, you know, really gonna buckle down here and and give it his all. I'm not saying that he hasn't done that, but you know, I think he's I, got, there's some meat on the bone for him. I agree. I don't know. I, I'm excited for AJ Dillon. He, I think he at least sees his flaws in this game. Like uh, what was it? A couple months ago, like someone crapped him on, on him on Twitter and he was like, you're, you're right. <laughs> like, and so I, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe mine weren't like super outlierish. I, I kind of see Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon splitting almost 50 50. Oh, and you have I, Jones at 215 and Dillon yeah. at 199. Yeah, so almost. I, I mean, they're going to lean on Aaron Jones a little bit more because he's about I was saying, you do, have, you do have the highest yardage on AJ Dillon at 865. I have him at 860. Jake at 681. Bryant at 735. So we have a consensus 785 yards for AJ like Dillon fair. on the ground. That's um, fair. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, Adam said AJ Dillon will get his first thousand yard season this year. If it happens, we'll all be super excited. I'm, I'd be excited. That'd be. I'd say both ended up at a thousand yards. That'd be, what was the consensus insane. on touchdowns? Consensus on touchdowns. I'm getting there. That's next. Oh, uh, we have him consensus at six touchdowns. Okay. Um, Jake had him at seven. The rest of us at six. Okay. Um, Go on, Gary's baby. Yeah. <laughs> Adam said they need to rely on the backfield. I think that'll be, I think, and that's what I think it's going to be more. I think it's going to yeah. be more the run setting up the pass than vice versa. I don't want AJ Dillon to get that goal line carries. He proved like last year he struggled mightily in that. And Aaron Jones is such a beast in that position that I'm hoping that we don't go, okay, let's just give it to the bigger back. So I'm really hoping that we learn from last year and that's just not the case. Yeah. But we were shuffling the offensive line around last year too. I was going to say, I, I, I'm hoping that, and this, I mean, I didn't get into it earlier like I wanted to, but I, I was going to talk about like bounce back players this year too. Is why mm. um, we can do it on the like primer. Too, deep, too deep in the weeds, but 
bounce back players this year. Like there was a lot of expectations for a lot of players last year, and they missed the mark. Um, so I'm excited for a few guys to maybe take us that step back to what maybe they were the year prior or two years prior where they were. But yeah, we can get in that in the primer. Yeah, I'll, I'll write that down for the primer before we get into the first season game. Okay, so then for A.J. Dillon, we have a consensus 30 receptions on 43 targets. That's almost right at where he's been the last couple of years for mm-hmm. 245 yards and one receiving touchdown. I think that's all completely reasonable. Yep. All righty, so moving on to Christian Watson, first wide receiver on the list. Um Targets, not a super big difference, just a little bit of, of what we've already previously talked about with me having pass attempts lower. I have him at 85 targets, uh, Jake at 100, Simon at 103, Bryant at 110. Um, receptions, I have him at 54, Jake at 69, <laughs> Simon at 68, Bryant at 74. So we have a consensus, 66 receptions on 101 targets. I think that's fair. Um, consensus, we have him at 957 yards. I just want to throw out there that Jake put him at 1035, Bryant at 1036. So, oh, you guys, I like it. How many TDs did Bryant have? Eight, me too. Yeah, (laughs) um, three of us had eight, Simon had him at six. To be fair, I I had eight total touchdowns, (laughs) I had 10, I had 10 total. What'd you have him for rushing, Simon? <laughs> I only had 102. I had 10 for 115. So okay. we have okay. this now where we have him consensus 66 receptions for 957 yards. I think that's fair. At 14.5 yards per reception, I think that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So See, I think that's, a, that's how I did I, mine too. I went with 15 yard average. I think we're I think we're doing pretty well on our consensus numbers, despite there being some outliers on some things, but uh, we have him at 100, sorry, not 100, 1.5 uh, rushing touchdowns as well. Um, Jake was the only guy who didn't have him projected for any, and the rest of us had him for two. Nope. I don't think we're going to run the ball. Jet sweep. I, I think it's going to happen. We're going to use Reed, and I use this, and you just okay, saw so it practice. It's like, it's like that game versus the Bears where they fake the handoff to A.J. Dillon, and that guy just had no idea Christian was screaming around the other side. I forget who it was. I looked at it the other day. But I feel like it's going to happen again. So the other thing that I think they could do here, and this is weird because it technically counts as a pass attempt, but if they line Jordan Love up in a shotgun and have Watson coming across the formation, they do that little touch pass. Yeah. I could say things like that as well. That technically counts as a pass, but. The reason I had Watson so much higher on targets is I think we're going to see a lot of stuff like that, and I think we're going to see a lot of shallow crossers and stuff to try to get the ball in his hands because if he gets any kind of space, it's in big, big trouble for the defense. Yep, night-night. Adam, they'll definitely take deep shots to Watson. That's, oh, yeah. that's why they drafted him. Okay. So let's move on to Romeo Dobbs because I think we have some interesting things here. Uh, Romeo Dobbs targets. So we have him in consensus 94. I have him at 80. That's a little bit lower than Watson. But Jake at 92, Bryant at 90, Simon at 113 targets. I get More it. targets than you have projected for Christian Watson. So Simon is there. What's your what's your rhyme or reason for more targets for Dobbs? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I don't I, I think he's 
I, I think teams are going to start taking away, try to take away Watson. And I think that's going to leave Dobbs with a lot more one-on-one opportunities. And um, you could kind of see it towards the end of last year a little bit um, in the latter half of the season where teams started because realizing that Christian Watson was kind of our only like big threat, they started shading guys to that side of his, uh, of his field. So I, I think that's going to leave Dobbs a little bit more opportunity to have those like one-on-ones. I do think Dobbs has a better route tree and is going to see the middle yeah. of the field more too, which Jordan Love isn't scared to throw in the middle of the field. So, which Aaron Rodgers would rarely ever do. That's fair. So we have um, 94 targets, 63 receptions for 705 yards. It's 11.2 yards per reception. Again, I think that's completely reasonable. Mm-hmm. Then for touchdowns, we have them consensus at five. Which oh, I think dang. is all fair. I'm low on that too. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Simon and I had him at five, Jake at four, Bryant at six. Bounces out of five. Huh. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Next guy, this I don't know. I don't know what you guys feel. Do you guys think it's gonna be Reed as the wide receiver three or is it gonna be Samari Toure? Because I have mm-hmm. Reed projected more as the three. It's gonna be both. Both. <laughs> yeah. Both. yeah. I think it'll be Reed. I, I think it'll be I Reed. think Reed is the more more prototypical slot receiver yes yeah okay so we have Jaden reed we have him predicted for 32 targets on 47 receptions for 353 yards and two touchdowns that's 11.0 yards per reception which i again i think is pretty reasonable okay Uh, samari toure we have projected for 19 receptions on 30 targets for 253 yards and about 1.5 touchdowns, which I round up to two, and 13.3 yards per reception, which with his speed, again, I think is pretty reasonable. Yep, yep. I'm on board with that. I'm on board with both of those. All righty, moving on to tight ends. Oh, love it. Josiah DeGuara, we have predicted for 18 receptions on 25 targets for 151 yards and a touchdown, 8.4 yards per reception. Again, I got to say, I think it's reasonable. You want to just you want to just say my stats that I have for Josiah Aguara real quick. I mean, you got him projected twelve catches on nineteen targets for one hundred six and no touchdowns. He's a We're fullback. Gonna, I'm going to talk to you when we get to when we get the upgrade. I don't know. <laughs> That's not much higher than what I have him to be honest. Oh really? I had him fifteen catches for one hundred thirty-five yards and a touchdown. Oh wow! I thought I was going to be. Brian's like, got him for more yards and reception. going to be the asshole here. It's pretty close. <laughs> um. Hmm. Adam said, I think Dobbs gets more targets as well. Dobbs put on some muscle. Watson looked as big as Musgrave and Kraft in practice. Reed will be used all over. Reed's going to be, I think he's going to be pretty much primarily a slot guy. He might have been all over in college where the competition is a little bit thinner. But Did you guys see that play with Jaden Reed the other day on Twitter? That was mm-hmm. sick, man. That well, was I mean, a fake handoff jet sweet sort of play on the other. That um, was sick, dude. I'll have to go back and look for it. I'll send okay. it to you. So rookie tight ends, this is where it gets interesting. Now, I have Luke Musgrave predicted for low targets. Okay. I have him projected only for 30 targets. Holy. And the reason I have him and Tucker Craft low on targets also ties back to me not thinking Jordan Love's going to throw the ball very much. But if you look at the history of the NFL, rookie tight ends are not as heavily involved in the passing game no matter where they're drafted, Kyle Pitts. 
their rookie tight end was not yards? super heavily involved yeah. with any NFL oh. team, regardless of being forced into a role. So, so the only reason I have the re and I understand that take, but the reason I have Musgrave at like I think fifty five is because who else do we have that's a receiving tight end? Tight end, no one. Are you gonna tell me Tyler Davis or whatever no, the hell? His name I think is? they're they're still gonna play. I just don't think they're gonna be super heavily involved in the passing game yet. Okay. Wait, I, sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish, but I want you to come back to me when you're finished with Musgrave. Oh, we're not done. I'm going to come here. And we <laughs> so we haven't projected for 33 receptions on 52 targets for 368 yards and four touchdowns okay. at 11.2 yards per reception. Uh, that's respectable. So, Jake, you haven't projected for six touchdowns. The rest of us have them at three. He is gigantic and he's fast. So, I mean, he's he's going to get single coverage. Um my, and I'm mad that Simon got to talk before me because he literally took everything. Um, My bad, dude. So, no, you're good. Watson, Watson's the guy, right? When, you, when, we're, when we're in a passing situation, people are going to be looking at Watson. After that, you you go to what people have been talking about. And Jordan Love, from Jordan Love's mouth, you know, he said that he looks for Dobbs in, in emergency situations, right? So, obviously, in the red zone, he's a little shifty guy. They could be looking for him as well. Musgrave is literally just an instant matchup. 6'6 six, six at that speed, his jumping ability, I think that screams red zone threat like all day. We did our uh, – Tyler made a graphic when we we drafted them, and one of the first things that I said was that he's a matchup all over the field and he's a red zone threat immediately. I have a lot of targets on him because, again, I think he's going to get a lot of those little, little out routes, which is why I took all the passes away from Aaron Jones. But – Red zone targets and between twenty to twenty, he'll just be doing little hitches, little outs, little little drags. That's what I see. So Jake has him at seventy three targets, and yeah. and you mentioned Aaron Jones, and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so for me, I do think Aaron Jones is going to be the one getting those targets. Okay. Because I think Aaron Jones is going to be on the field far more often yeah. than Luke Musgrave, which I don't think is a hot take. If Luke uh, struggles with blocking, which it sounds like he had some. Uh, not great practice. Yeah, issues so against Preston Smith. Uh, that's to be. I guess that's different. But yeah, if he, if you know, Matt Lafleur won't let him on the field if he's, he's struggling with blocking. But then, then again, he might put him in just re- straight receiving positions, not trust him to block, and he might get more targets that way. So, and it's going to be interesting because we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Jordan Love's development is putting, um putting as many receiving options, weapons on the field in the red zone for Jordan Love as possible, I do think Luke Musgrave will be one of those options. Um, going back to Adam's comment, he said the read also looks to be the punt returner, which I agree. Okay, moving on to the other rookie tight end, Tucker Craft. Uh, we're a little bit closer on this one. I'm still low. I have him at 27 receptions. Jake at, or at targets. Jake has him at 55 so a lot of targets for both of the rookie tight ends. So between Ooh. Musgrave and Kraft, I mean, you're talking 128 targets between just those two. A lot of two tight end sets coming our way, boys. A lot of play action coming <laughs> our way, boys. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what's going to put Jordan Love in a position to succeed. Um, I was a little bit higher than our average on yards. I was right on the nuts on, on the touchdown. So 
I was also high on the on the attempts as well. So I think a lot of two tight end sets, single back. That's why I was lower on the carries for AJ Dillon's. I think Aaron Jones, because he's a receiving back, is going to be on the field a little bit more. Now he's not going to get those targets because we're going to be running play action. He's going to throw it to Luke Musgrave. But when I'm correct, I would like everybody to bow down to me, please. <laughs> well, so, so wait, wait. I mean, so, we get to like. Does that mean we to like publicly make fun of you and throw like tomatoes and lettuce and shit? Yeah, you can do that too. You, you can put me in the lock me up and you know like the, like. So what's your, what's your between, between the two rookies? What's your total uh, target? One hundred and what? One hundred and twenty-eight. He's got between the yeah, two. Hell no, man. <laughs> well, it's not just going to be slinging the ball forty yards down the field every play, man. No one said uh, that. This isn't the days of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, man. I'm telling you. Telling you. Okay. I, I just – that's hard to believe. It's well, you got to see it, and then you'll believe it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it'll be Tucker Tucker doing his craft out there. Yeah. Tucker doing his craft, craft. baby. Working I still hate craft. it. I still hate it. Out there eating his craft singles. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, hey, hey, he's going to he's gonna get a craft mac and cheese uh, endorsement. Yeah, yeah. All right. I hope he that, brings fucking you. singles yeah, to practice one day. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Okay, so we have Tucker Craft projected for 21 catches on 33 targets for 215 yards and two touchdowns. That is a 10.2 yard per reception mark, which again I think is super reasonable. So I think our consensus numbers do still come out to a pretty reasonable amount. Is there anything else you guys want to say on the offensive projections before we switch to defense? Speak now or forever, hold your peace. Speak now or wait until we throw tomatoes. Dontavian <laughs> Wicks, he could be a sleeper if he gets back healthy again. He could. We're talking about Reed and um, Toure. I could think we could see Dontavian Wicks be in the same target area as him if he um, gets back healthy and continues to develop. He's a little bit of a sleeper pick. I agree. Adam said, I think we need to temper expectations on Kraft and Musgrave. Super tough for a rookie tight end to have an impact. Um, I mean, 30 receptions a piece is still a lot. That's still more than any of us have for for Kraft. Um, 33 is what we have on Musgrave for receptions, and then 21 on Kraft. I have 33 receptions for Musgrave and 29 for Kraft, so I don't have a ton of catches for them. But You're not wrong that it takes tight ends a lot to get going. It's just that we have no one really to – do that on I our mean, team. So they're gonna yeah, be didn't have anybody it. to do it the last two years either. I think you're sleeping on Deguara a little bit. Not that I was like super, super high on him and have like a lot of targets and uh you and I are close. So I, I, I think especially with them being in the same draft class and working on the scout team and stuff, and I Deguara is gonna see the field this year. Deguara, I think Matt LaFleur's yeah Matt LaFleur's offense Deguara's done a good job of getting involved in it. And I think he can do a little bit more than just being an H back. So I, I, I do think he's going to have like a semi decent year. I was high on Deguara last year. So hopefully I'll that just, you know, you're, you're late, so. <laughs> <laughs> like just as I was done speaking, you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to give an analogy to Tyler real quick and he's going to understand it. I feel about Josiah Deguara, Deguara the same way I feel about Tyrone Taylor. If that helps you, understand. I don't know if I go that far. That's how, that's how I feel about him. I'm not that done with Josiah Deguara. That's how done I am with. Him. I, I don't think he earns a second contract with us just because his I, I mean, role, unless he really his, role is really, his really niche. 
Well, here, here's I the, think he's he's better than 140 yards this year. Well, here's the thing, Tyler, as well, that uh, why I made that is we had all those guys in the minors, right, that were just waiting at the same position as Tyrone Taylor. And for the Packers to relate this, we just drafted two tight ends, you know, two people at his position. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that thought process comes in. More, I guess I looked at it more at the performance level of it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Adam said, I think Kraft is a little more NFL ready. will be on the field a little more. I think they're going to be on the field pretty close to the same amount, but I know we've said this before with, when we're talking Kraft and Musgrave, we view them very similar to, to how we viewed, uh, Watson and Dobbs last year where Dobbs was a little more NFL ready, but Watson has the higher ceiling. Um, Musgrave, Musgrave being the Watson comparison in this situation and Kraft being the Dobbs one where the floor is maybe a little bit higher for Kraft in his rookie season, but the ceiling is higher for Musgrave. And that's a lot, probably a lot to do with Kraft's probably a lot more ready to complete some blocks than Musgrave right. is at this point. But you would, what better coach is there to teach lock in than Matt LaFleur, right? He's he's pretty good at that. So, All right, and moving Buc- to defense. We're going to start with Kenny Clark. Yes, um, we Not as many outliers on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um and some of it comes with, with some injury concerns, but that we'll just kind of leave kind of vague as it is. So mm-hmm. starting with Kenny Clark, uh, we have him projected for 56 tackles, seven and a half tackles for a loss, and 4.5 sacks. Huh. I mean, I nailed the sacks, but yeah, I felt like I was low on the tackles for loss, to be honest with you. I really felt like I was you had low. At, You had the highest at eight and a half on Kenny Clark. I, and I felt like I was low, dude. Like, I think that he could have – I could have really put him at 10 and a half. I'm going to ignore these children. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> All right. On to Devontae Wyatt. We have him projected for 40 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, and three sacks. Um, Simon and I have have Wyatt at eight tackles for loss, Jake at six, Brian wow. down at four. So, wow. Brian, is there, is there, I mean, do you have like a specific reason for why you think maybe Wyatt has a few fewer tackles for loss? Yeah, just because I feel like he's still going to like, you know, be fine his way. I think he'll have a lot towards the line of scrimmage and a lot of one yard, two yard runs or whatever, but, you know, let's we'll give him time to develop. He didn't get to play much last year. So, but I think he's good for two and a half sacks. You know, that's two and a half the tackles for loss, I guess. So, we'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm way low on it because I was looking up tackle for loss stats and trying to project those. They're kind of hard, but I mean, there's team like Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa, like 28 of them on a season. Yeah. I'm like Jesus, bro, that's insane. Like, can yeah. we get one? Hopefully we get a couple players in double digits. That'd be huge for us, for sure. Um, those are the only two guys we have projected on the defensive line, just because like uh, when they were talking about the preseason guys, defensive line number three is going to be a position to watch. Yes, it is. Okay, moving on to Quay Walker. We have him projected for 127 tackles, seven tackles for loss, and eight passes defense. Uh, Just a slow clap for all four of us for all projecting eight passes defense. Yeah, we did it. We did it. (laughs) So tackles. Simon and I have him at 125, Bryant at 140, Jake at 107. Is there a reason you think Quay Walker might not have as many tackles? Uh, I'm not expecting Devondre Campbell to be hurt this year. So I think that he'll have less opportunities for tackles because Campbell will be getting them as well. <laughs> All right. That's my thought process. Uh, so seven tackles for loss, eight passes defensed. 
Anything else you guys want to throw out there on Quay Walker? I had him for two interceptions, but that was just like a, you know, passes deflected type of thing and stuff like that. That's hard to predict on these guys. So, yeah. Okay, Rashawn Gary, this is this is tough because we don't know how many games he's going to miss. Uh, it could be anywhere from two to six, honestly. Uh, we really won't know until they start bringing him back. But mm-hmm. we have him consensus at 50 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, 11 sacks, and 41 pressures. I also have him one pick six. That's my that's my bold prediction for Gary this year. A pick six from Rashawn Gary. That'd be sick, dude. Against Justin Fields week one. <laughs> oh, boy. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Okay, oh. moving to the aforementioned on. Hold on, go back. Yeah, pressures. Pressures. Um, uh, you have him at sixty, Jake at fifty, me at thirty, Bryant at twenty-five. Yeah, um, for that low. I, so I had him at. I had him at seven sacks too, because I do think that he's going to be out six weeks, just because okay. that's the way Green Bay operates. I have thirteen. Thirteen so, what? Sacks, dude. Right. He, he could literally have a game with three sacks, dude. All right. So I, I even included him missing four weeks, and I have sixty pressures. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I just think he's good. gonna. We're gonna wing him in. I just don't because we're looking to give him a huge contract. And if we're all being honest ourselves, and the Green Bay's being honest themselves, they probably don't think they're Super Bowl contenders this year. So they'd rather have him healthy. That's why I'm looking at it like that. So I think if he, I had him marked down as missing six games, and then I had him marked down as not getting a full bevy of snaps, probably until the second half of the season. So my other thing with this is, um, we're actually going to be pretty decently deep at pass rusher this year when you add in the drafting of Lucas Van Ness. Yeah. So they can take their time with Rashawn Gary a little bit. Give Kingsley Enigbari some more snaps. They did bring back Justin Hollins and they drafted LVN. True. So they can they can actually afford to to take it slow with Rashad. All right. Gary. So uh, I'm gonna throw this out there, and so my assumption is Gary misses four games and he comes back as advertised. So in eight plus games, because uh, he missed about what, uh, he missed a lot of the, what was the Lions game he got hurt, right? Yeah, in like the first half. He, yeah, in the first half. So I didn't really count that game. Right. He had 38 pressures in eight games. Yeah. So assuming he misses four games, so he played 13 games, he, that would average out to about 60 pressures. That's also assuming he comes back at the same amount of snaps and as help, like True. As, yeah. But I... Yeah, that's true. Uh, I didn't really think about them like maybe building him up into it, but I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for Sean Gary. I, I think he's going to come back as a absolute monster and tear it up again this year. He's just that kind of motivated dude. He's just, yeah. Did you guys see the 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 funny part was, um, you know when they bring the players back, they're like, "What's your f- favorite thing in the off season?" Bunch of players, family, family, blah blah blah. Rashawn Gary. Working out and getting ready for the season. Like, was, who, like was the one, who was the one of them was like sleeping? The Preston Smith. Preston Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, that. Yeah. Who, who said that with me? Because Jinx, you owe me a soda. I'm me, but. <laughs> so the Packers do have an early buy this year. So maybe they bring him back Ooh. after the buy. That would miss him five games and the bye yeah. week, and he comes back at Denver. So I, I forget. They changed, oh. the, they, they changed the pup rule a couple years back. Four so refresh my now. memory. It's four, but you can. Is it like 
It's a minimum four, and then you can bring them back what th- within three weeks. Yes, yeah, so then there's a three week window. Three weeks. Yep. Okay, that's right. Okay. So they could they could uh, activate the window after the Detroit game, and then they can bring them back against um, the Raiders in week five or in Denver week seven. I think that Denver game might really be where we target to see Rashawn Gary. Oh, he's playing against the Lions, dude. You saw how our senior season ended last year, and you that's know who Rashawn Gary is. Not, I mean, that's not is that game. Is that like game twelve that we play them? Uh, we play them in week four, and we play them in week twelve. Yeah, he's where's the week, week four, four game? In Green Bay. Okay, I was gonna say if it's in Detroit, no way in hell. He's no. he's playing the game in Green Bay against the Lions. I'm telling you right so now. You think he's only gonna miss three games? Yes, but then they can't put him on the pup. Yeah, because it's a mandatory four. He's he's playing against the Lions. <laughs> That'd be sick. Because Jake right. said so. Yes, he's playing against the Lions. Okay. okay. Moving on to Devondre Campbell, uh, we have a consensus: 117 tackles, yeah. six tackles for loss, six passes defensed. Oh, I think that's fair. Yeah. Jair Alexander. All of us were really close on Jair Alexander on tackles. Um, all of us within seven of each other. Uh, we have a consensus 55 tackles, 14 passes defensed, and four interceptions. Um, Simon had one more interception than the other three of us, but then nine passes defensed only for Simon. Do you just think it's going to be nobody's going to target Jair, or he's just coming up with that one extra interception and then less passes defensed, or – um, I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm hoping for a little bit of not that Jair played like crap last year or anything. There were a couple of times, and obviously, uh, I think Joe Barry schemes, so I'm hoping Joe Barry pulls his head out of his butthole. And <laughs> Jair, <laughs> I didn't want to say the other word, so <laughs> it, was, it was quick thinking. You guys are dropping f bombs, but you don't want to say the other word. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping Jair is just uh, targeted a, a little bit less this year. And so far uh, in camp, it sounds like he's been real sticky. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for him. All right. All pro, baby. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying all pro, baby. Oh, okay. I'm with that. Um, Rasul Douglas, 70 70- Tackles, 12 passes defense, four interceptions. Another slow clap for us. We all have Rasul Douglas projected for four interceptions. Uh, got that going for us. Um, Bryant has Rasul Douglas, um, which actually, Jake, high five. High five. Yes, sir. We have Rasul Douglas projected all three the same. 69 tackles, 13 passes defense, and four interceptions. Um, but – Brian hasn't been 80 tackles. Do you think it's just going to be just Rasul Douglas getting targeted more? Uh, scheme, yeah. whatever, I think it, maybe. You know, and maybe I was leaning a little bit because he played in the slot some more last year. But yeah, I think he'll be targeted quite a bit more. He he's a good tackler, so I think he, you know, when he sees that as run play, he's going to stick his nose in there and get in it. Uh, maybe you know, maybe they'll run at Jair more because it, you know, but Jair's also a good tackler. So I guess it kind of depends on how lined up. But I just had him. I think he's our best tackling cornerback. So. Yeah, Jerry's a good tackler when he wants to tackle. Yeah. Sometimes he just sticks a shoulder in there and it's just like oh, breaks his collarbone the arm wrapping tackle. up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, come on, you're better than that. Okay. So next we have Preston Smith. Uh 53 tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks, and 31 pressures. Uh Simon again 
believing in the pressure. Uh, has him at 46. The rest of us have him at 26. Simon just believes in the pass rush, which I totally I, do. I would I, love for all those Simon's numbers to be correct on the pass rushers. Yeah, for real. Hold on, just looking really quick. He had 42 pressures last year. I think he'll lose some snaps to this year is why I had him lower. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could, I could not see a, that. Not a ton, but a little bit. I can see that a little bit. Just be, because what, I, like I said before, like, I really do actually believe the Packers have good depth at pass rusher this year. So they can afford to rotate those guys a little more, keep them fresh. About time, huh? We've been waiting 17 years. How can I? I, I also, I also feel like when Rashawn Gary comes back, there's going to be a lot more focus on him, which will allow the opposite yep. side of whoever uh, they People... decide to roll out there or, or switch interchange. That'll allow them to have an easier time to get to the quarterback. People need to put some respect on Preston Smith. He has been very, very, very consistent for the Packers. Yeah. We were talking this before, yeah, we were talking before about you joined us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you decided you wanted to play softball instead of talk to us, which is cool. I mean, <laughs> you know, you got to exercise once in a while. No. That's true. So I don't look like I live in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the, I'm, I'm building up the winter weight, man. <laughs> you're, you're so white. Mm. You need to get out in the sun. Build Ooh, pale. Fucker. What Dude, sun? I have been out in the Alaska. Sun. <laughs> There's 24 hours of sun, man. Uh, and you miss all of wait, it. Wait till December. <laughs> I'm gonna be frosty the snowman. <laughs> We're all gonna have to wear sunglasses to go live. <laughs> like the beacon. Dude, he'll he'll come John on the show. Calls for aid. <laughs> he'll, he'll come on the show and he'll look like the window in the back background <laughs> just like glowing. <laughs> He's gonna miss like two weeks, and we're gonna see him. We're like, oh god, I forgot. Be like, look, turn like, the light off. It is like, just, like like the Silver Surfer on you. Just like. my face. <laughs> uh, skin's just gonna look like a mirror. Oh, All right, so the next one we kind of combine these a little bit, just because we don't know how much time Eric Stokes is gonna miss, um, and Kijan Nixon is just pretty solid slot cornerback. Honestly, so we kind of just combined these two, combined to a 55 consensus tackles, eight passes defensed, two interceptions. All four of us have two interceptions coming from the slot corner. Um, passes defense, Simon and Bryant a little bit lower at four and six. Jake and I both at 11. I do think the slot's going to be targeted a lot, uh, especially in the NFC North um, I'm on raw. with potentially Minnesota will probably still target the outside a lot, but. Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, Justin Fields, I don't see him taking a lot of downfield shots, so I do think he'll use his slot receivers oh, a little more, take too. take downfield shots. Some, not just some, but, I mean, he gets it's not going to be his bread and butter. Fields has a cannon, man. Yeah, right to Savage. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, but, dude, Jair, man, he, he had two last year. One time, so he's great. Bro, did Wait, you see didn't, didn't Nixon thing? have one last year? Nixon had one last year. Yes, Nixon. Uh, yeah, in the, in the in, second in uh, Chicago. Yeah. Did you guys see what Ladanian Tomlinson said about Fields? Yeah, that was referring to the top 100 list. Tyler, yeah. did you see it? What did he say? He said, "No way, Fields made the top 100." Yes, yeah, he did. He was like number six, 64 or something like that, right? That's no, a joke. 80, 80, oh, 80. Yeah, that's right. 86. He was 86 no, in, in where was Lawrence? 96. He was right behind him. Trevor well, Lawrence yeah. light years ahead of Hold Justin Fields. I would say Trevor Lawrence easily. 
Dude, I'm telling that, you right now, Justin that, Fields, if, if yeah, he doesn't he do something, he, he'll be on the verge of being a backup at, at midway through next year. That's my... I, you that's know what, what I, I should look up? I want to see Justin Fields' numbers. I want to compare him to Terrell Pryor. Yeah. What did uh, what did he say about Justin Fields? Uh, uh, Lawrence was ninety six. And what did they? What did uh, so say? LT said Justin Fields can? What he, he said he can do he can do more with his legs, but he can do everything Trevor Lawrence can do through the air. He or said that Lawrence can't run like Fields, but Fields can throw yeah. like oh, Lawrence. Yeah. That's a that's a lie. That's literally <laughs> word for word what he said. Two thousand yards receivers last year. Not yes. one, but two. I and bet he's gaining Kelvin Ridley. I bet he's you Trevor Lawrence. Kelvin Ridley. I bet you Trevor Lawrence threw for probably as much yards and touchdowns last year as Fields had been in his first two years. Uh, it's got to be yeah. close. Uh, ooh. Now I'm gonna look, Tyler. You keep I'm looking up. Jake, what's I don't, are you looking up? Fields or Lawrence? There's this love for Justin Fields is a trash. It's because he runs. He scores a lot of fantasy points. No, he's a YouTube. I mean, say it. Say it. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube quarterback. You Which one are you looking at, Jake? Fields or Lawrence? <laughs> All right, so Trevor Lawrence last year had 4,113 yards. Uh, ooh, it might be pretty close. Because right, last year, Fields had like 22-something. Anyways, I, I don't – I, I, I don't. 4,100 what? 13. No fucking lie. 4,112 for Fields. Oh, <laughs> baby, I told you. <laughs> so Lawrence did what he, in one year what Trevor Lawrence did in two years, but he can do the same thing with his other arm. Way around. Other way around. Huh? Yeah, Lawrence I, had, I in one gonna, year. I was going to Lawrence in two years. In two years. Oh, that, sorry. That Lawrence That's in one insane. year did what Fields in two. And what did Lawrence throw for touchdowns last year? I'll go back. Hang on. 35? 25. No, 20 something. He threw 25. Like Fields has 24. Dude, I told you. Get out of here with that card. Oh, uh, I didn't even look God. that up, and I knew it was uh, close. Bryant, as soon as we're done, take that shit to Twitter. Or he was one away on both. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, moving to the aforementioned Darnell Savage. He we have him at 63 tackles, eight passes defense, and two and a half interceptions. I think that's totally reasonable for Darnell Savage. It's very similar to his 2021 season where he was okay. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad, which I think is what we're going to get from Darnell Savage this year. Yeah. And we'll probably be drafting a safety early next year. Did we do a Kingsley, Kingsley Ingbari? Yep. He's the last on the list. Sorry. Oh, okay. We got next, we have Lucas Van Ness. So we have Lucas Vaness at 35 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, and 19 pressures. It'll be interesting to keep an eye on how many snaps he's getting early in the season and then how many snaps he starts getting when Rashawn Gary is healthy. Those are going to be the two main things to keep an eye on with LBN. Yeah, yeah. Well, and last but not least, Kinsley Enigbare. We have him down for 44 tackles. Eight tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, and twenty-five pressures. Um, Simon, Simon, I want you to just talk about talk about Kingsley Anigbari a little bit. You have him only at thirty-three tackles, but also thirty-four pressures. I'm, I think I look at maybe I'm looking at weird pressures. I don't, I don't know what you guys are looking at because I think I have every time you talk about pressure, I'm like Kevin Bryant has twenty. Yeah, so I I like Anigbari. If Rashawn Gary misses time, 
I like him to take up a lot of the early uh, early snaps in the rotation. So um, I think it's going to be Holland at the start and then no. LVN. Like, I'm not saying Enigbari is going to be completely phased out, but what I want to see is I want to see Kingsley Enigbari backing up Preston Smith and just setting that side of the defensive end and putting Rashawn Gary back in when he comes back and just not not tinkering with both sides of the, the pass rush. And My thought is that just... and the other side waiting for Rashawn Gary. So hold on, like Brian. And Barry had a better season than Justin Holland. So that's what that's what I was saying. Remember, I sent you guys that thing that uh, article, and Kingsley and Barry had the best pass rush win rate of all rookies. Yep. Minimum, I forget how many snaps. Yeah, probably two hundred. So uh, yeah, and, and Kingsley uh, he he played a decent amount last year too. So three sacks. Uh, huh. He had three sacks. Yeah, he had three he was, sacks. He was forced in when Gary got yeah. hurt. This year we have a Lucas Van Ness in. And and I, I kind of like him as like uh, a change of pace guy too because like Gary's a little bit bigger, LVN's a little bit bigger, Preston Smith's a little bit bigger. He's sitting at what? two. I think he's like a 255, like a six foot four, two fifty five linebacker. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like him as a change of pace guy, but I'm excited for his year too. Uh because he he was kind of like under the radar draft pick for us last year mm-hmm. as yeah. far as what he contributed yep. to the team. I remember, and that's consistent because if you go back and look at his pass win rate in, in the SEC, I think he was yeah. the leader of the SEC when pass win rate so. wasn't that wasn't that I correct. So I, I I really think people might be sleeping on him a little bit. They I you are correct. They were saying he was a steal in the fifth round that he could have gone in the fourth even earlier. Um, just for me, it's still the draft capital for, for the Packers to spend the number 13 pick on Lucas Van Ness. I think he's going to see the field a lot, but they've proven that doesn't yeah. matter to them that much. So they that proved was Devontae Wyatt. Gary was raw when they drafted him and Wyatt was the 28th pick. Uh, LVN is still raw. pretty raw. Uh, like he's not, he's not, he's maybe not, not as raw as, as Gary, Gary was. was yeah. Maybe not as raw as Gary was, but he's. I think he still has an uphill climb to where, at least early in the season, we might not be seen as much as people are going to be pleased with. Like, it, it, the people are going to be wondering why he's not on the field more. Don't be surprised if you hear people calling him the bus like they were for Gary. Yeah. Because we're bringing him um, on. Right or Wyatt. Or Wyatt, yep. Yeah. yeah. I hope I'm wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I think I mean, if you look at, that's look a good problem to have, right? Here, he was starting day one. And played a shit ton, but we, See, I only, mean, but we didn't have the depth at middle linebackers. We do have. Yeah, I feel like that was more out of necessity than yeah, anything. My only thought about LVN is that he plays multiple positions, and I'm waiting for a lineup where they have, you know, I I always bring this up, but I loved what Baltimore used to do on defense, where they would just load one side off yeah. of the offensive line, and we have that ability now. Imagine a Gary, LVN, and Egbare. And like a Preston Smith, all standing over the left tackle and and left guard. Devontae Imagine that. Hand in the ground. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, you just put Kenny Clark right there, right in the middle. Don't get me wrong. I like, think you could see some formations early down where you have Lucas Van Ness on one end, Clark in the middle, Devontae Wyatt, or maybe swap, swip, switch Wyatt and Clark because Clark's pass rushing ability. And then on the end, you're rocking and barring Preston Smith like early down, like five defensive linemen and stuff like that. I think that's 100 percent possible, and I, I would love to see it. That'll be that's gonna be something we should maybe keep an eye on. I'll put a note in here to keep an eye on to see if um to see if LVN plays any defensive end snaps. And I love your thought process there, Brian. I would love 
for the for Barry to scheme Clark to get pass rushes against worse pass blocking like guards and tackles and stuff Chicago. like that. We um, can't. I know his wide in the nose, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I know his scheme calls for. We don't just don't let him beat us with huge plays, but we can't keep doing this crap where it's third and one, third and two every down. And I know Simon said, well, we had the best third down defense. You know why? Probably because a lot of the times it was third and one, third and two, and they only had to get a one or two yards and they just ran it. How many times? They also said that. Yeah. Oh, did you? (laughs) Sorry, my bad. (laughs) <laughs> but like how I hated like the feeling that when it was fourth and one, we knew there the other team was going to happen like six times in the Eagles, and game. we knew they were going to get it. Like we weren't stopping it. So, well, I, I just I love defense. I love the defenses. Like me, Tyler and I have watched the Badgers defense dominate for 10, 10 plus years, right? and they attack you. They come after you. They do not allow you to be comfortable, and that's what defense is supposed to do, right? And you know, now I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it from the Badgers to the Bucks, and that's what we're excited about with the new coaching staff with the Bucks is they're gonna suffocate you, they're gonna pressure the ball, they're gonna get into the fast breaks, right? So to go back to the Packers, I'm bringing this all Wisconsin sports teams now. Got this? Okay, Brewers play good defense too, so I'll just add them in there real mm-hmm. quick. The Packers have to start attacking on defense eventually. You can draft ten more first round draft picks if you want. But if you are not allowing these guys to play in their their comf- where they're comfortable and attacking, and you allow the offense to come at you all day for sixty minutes, of course you're going to give up a lot of fourth and ones. You're exhausted. You're getting your ass whooped all goddamn game. No, you like, need to bring it to them instead of let, let's, just let's back go and punch in the face. Yeah, come on, let, let them go once in a while. God damn, man, that's my spiel. All right, so that's everybody. Um, I'll. I'll probably work on putting some graphics together for these so we can get a little bit more discussion going on them. Um, that said, is there anything else you want to throw out on any of these guys um, as we get into family night and preseason? No, I, I'm excited to see who the players that we didn't even project because they're not on our radar yet. Mm-hmm. I always like that. Cause you know, we had that one pass rusher out of Florida, even that like, People said, oh, could have got drafted, but he has some personal like, personal issues. Yeah. So you never know what he could show that that international player. Who's you mentioned Don Davion Wicks is another yeah, Don, good, that's Don another good one. Wicks. Exactly. People that any, Anthony Johnson. Any of the third string running backs, if any of them can can make a name. If if like I said, I'm thinking the Packers go more run heavy and, and say they do, but they still want to keep Jones and Dylan fresh and they bring in a third guy to give three, four, five carries a game to like they used to with Kylan Hill. Yeah, I look forward to seeing who is on the team right now that we add to these projections next year. That's not a rookie, you know what I mean? Like, so it's going to be interesting to see who that player is. Like, obviously, we're going to project our top rookies as well, but right. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what player kind of steps up this year. Yeah, that's a good call. Alrighty, no more Friday night shows until August 25th when Jake and I are doing our live show at Isaac yeah. Sports Bar in New Holstein. That's going to be our live Badger primer. The following Friday is going to be our Green Bay Packers primer. That's where our bold predictions and our record predictions will come in. That'll for sure be a fun show as well. And Simon and Bryant, that's when we will see you guys next. So enjoy, and we will see you guys soon. Yeah, I'm going to get ready for our ugly mugs pretty much every week. Every week, except for <laughs> well, Simon. Not Simon. Simon's mm-hmm. stuck in, a, in the mountains somewhere, mm-hmm. living in a snow igloo. He goes from an ugly mug to a shiny mug.